Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Good morning, James. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. My name is Chrissy. I am a computer who is awesome. Justin is also a computer of awesomeness on my left. Together we work in tandem to bring you the most awesome droid podcast in the world. Justin, are you ready to divorce me yet for this intro? I am a computer and not knowledgeable of divorce. (laughs) Well, welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us because we are running late this week. Totally my fault, not Justin's. Just had a lot going on. But we saw one of the movies twice and the other movie once. So, you know, it wasn't like we were totally, like, shirking on our jobs. We spent a lot of time in front of the tube. What? This is a job? No, I'm I'm just saying on the job. I'm not getting paid for this. We're not getting paid for this? Damn it, we're doing it wrong. (laughs) We are doing it wrong. Uh, Prometheus. Prometheus. Uh, with Charlize Theron mm-hmm. and Michael Fassbender. Fassbender! Who we almost named our dog after. Actually, let me rephrase that. We almost renamed her from Maggie to Fassbender once we saw um, X-Men. Yes. This is all true. And we saw it in the theater and we left and I turned to Justin and I was like, so what you before I could finish the sentence he was like save it for the podcast two days later he's like so do you want to watch Prometheus again <laughs> Justin why did you think that this demanded a repeat viewing um because I just didn't get all I needed in the first viewing I guess I was struggling I was left wanting more no, basically it was really? <laughs> the movie's bonkers. So the first viewing I spent just be alternating between, wow, this looks great, and man, this fucking doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so that's why I had to watch it again. To I had to make sure that other things I thought about it were, were valid and not just like the first time seeing it confusing and before we get into that like we just say whether or not the second viewing kind of confirmed or negated some of the things you were thinking um no mostly confirmed everything i was i was thinking yeah all right yeah 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 (laughs) so justin was looking forward to this movie like a kid on christmas i'm telling you for months now it was like Chrissy, come look at this. And I'm like, what? And I, like, get over to the computer, and he's pulled up a new trailer for Prometheus. Or we're in the theater, and he's like, yes! Yes, yes, yes! <laughs> when one comes up on the screen. And then afterward, he's like, yes! <laughs> Just like that. Like, various degrees of yesing. So. Okay. I went into this with yeah. a... Yeah! Yeah, I was kind of like that. <laughs> yeah! I went into, went into this with 
I guess, a lot of expectations just based on how excited you were. Well, it's uh, Ridley Scott. Yes. He did Alien. Mm-hmm. But the he's... first Alien. He did Blade Runner, two movies that I love a great deal. It's interesting, though, that and he then... did Alien and he's trying so hard to distance this from Alien, which is a nearly impossible task. He was trying hard to distance himself from it. In interviews, that's what he, he said. Because afterward, I was really confused. I was like, was this supposed to be a prequel to, like, Alien? Well, it's a different type of prequel, I guess, than people are normally accustomed to. So I could see why they were trying to distance a little bit. Because, um, number one, if if you're not if you haven't seen the movie, none of this is going to make sense. Because <laughs> most of the movie doesn't make sense, even after two times of watching it. Um, so don't spoil the movie if you have to. If kind of feels like a dream. The movie? Yeah, you know how dreams make sense at the time when when you're in them, and then afterward, it's only it's I hate to quote Inception, but no, I don't. But the, afterward, you're like you. It's only when you wake from the dream that you realize that something wasn't right or didn't make sense or didn't add up. That something was off. What? When you're watching a movie, you almost have like a collection bin of questions. Um, and so as I'm watching it, I'm just like, okay, what is that? Okay. What is this? Why did that happen? Why did that person do that? And as it went along, the first time I watched, I was like, this is just not going to work out. (laughs) So like my brain went to overload. I'm like, this is not, no, what? Huh? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like a dream in that like, there's no real logic to it. It's like all of a sudden you wound, now they're here. But. They're doing this. And that's a big, like, Sir makes a lot, but. (laughs) On the flip side, I kind of like it a lot. And the way I the way I explain it to myself is it's obviously not Alien and it's not Aliens, which I love. But still, it's much better than Alien 3 and Alien 4 Resurrection and the stupid friggin' Alien vs. Predator movies. I, it's kind of like the showgirls of Alien movies. <laughs> This one is? Yes. Oh my god. Because it's so stupid and the themes and ideas it reaches for are so like big and grand, but it like falls flat on its face and then it gets back up and then it does something other really stupid. Does a tap dance. Yeah, it does a tap dance. And then something really crazy goes on, you're just like this like What? It's a patchwork of nonsense, pretty much. It is a patchwork of nonsense. Although, can I just say... But, I love it. I like it a lot. I don't know if I love it. I have to watch it a couple more times. Oh, God. All I want in life right now is for you to be quoted on the movie poster and for it to say, the showgirls <laughs> of alien movies. I could see myself in, like, ten years, like, going to, like, a 12 midnight showing of this with actors on stage recreating some of the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Like Independence Day, they did that once. Uh, no, I'm thinking more of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, okay. You know, Independence speaking, Day, that well, would be nice. speaking of Independence Day, yeah, I like sci-fi movies quite a bit. I like alien movies a lot. Yeah, I went into this thinking it was going to be one of those movies, mm-hmm. like, oh no, the aliens have landed on Earth, and there, I didn't know anything about it, and there's a species of Prometheans and they're going to kill us. So right away when they're like the ship is called Prometheus, I'm like, what is this? Oh, I, I forgot to tell you the one movie that it reminded me a couple times in spots, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what? Splice. 
There's a couple times where I got very splice, like happy about it. I'll tell you. Okay, you're gonna have to explain that. Here's okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> Go for it, Justin. So so I liked it a lot, and you didn't like it. It's not that I didn't like it. I liked it. I have issues with it. Okay, so Prometheus. Yes. Um. Obviously, it's not an alien movie. It's a prequel in that everything that happens in this movie leads to the genesis of the alien or the eventual alien that we know in the alien. So, movies. when you're talking about this not being an alien movie, you mean capital A, not lowercase A. Capital A. Got it. Yeah. Like, not everything in this movie lines up with the first alien movie. It's right. like this story's going on over here. And this story's going on over here, and then what happens at the end of this story is the genesis for the Alien movie, but it goes on to, a, like, a different story altogether. hmm Anyway, let's start off. <laughs> You're already laughing. This is great. We're off to a good start. Um, with with the, the, the main, um, like, muscle-bound g- guy from Crunch, the... G- the engineers. Wait, I wrote down their names because there were so freaking many of them. I had to keep track. David's no, the droid. No, I'm talking about the, the very. Captain. No, I'm talking about the very beginning. Oh, the the guy in the white face. <laughs> albino, albino muscle uh, man who drinks some sort of weird potion for no apparent reason other than to kill himself. It was kind of like he was. It was his first day at school. <laughs> first day, at, <laughs> first day at planet school, and his mom like dropped him off of the spaceship, and he has like thermos full of. Black goo, whatever the black goo is. Uh-huh. And he's just like, oh. And he's just like, Wah! He just disintegrates into Niagara Falls or whatever. So, having seen this twice now, at first, the second time I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm really going to try to understand this whole introduction now. Because knowing what I know about, like, all the canisters that they find later on, and that's clearly a part of what he's doing... But why? And it still didn't make sense. It still didn't make sense. Well, the main thing that doesn't make sense is the black goo. Because the black goo is all over this movie. And it makes like it makes people do totally different things every time they uh, ingest it or get it on them or, you know, take a bath in it or whatever. Remember, only one person ingested it. Uh, he didn't last long. No, the the guy at the very beginning ingested it out of his space thermos. Yeah, and he died too. Okay, I'm telling you. And then the and then there's people that got <laughs> it on their face. Um. Anyway. Well, maybe it's like Drano. You can get it on your face, but you shouldn't drink it. Because then you'll die. I don't think you want Drano on your face. <laughs> but I don't think you'll like die. <laughs> I think if you like spray, let's find out. No. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think I want Drano on my face or in my mouth. I'm just saying, like, I don't think that you'll die. You might be like, ah, Drano on my face. So, space thermos, muscle-bound guy, albino dude from Crunch. He had to Crunch and he got really jacked. But he has black, totally black eyes. It was weird about his whole, like, ritual drinking of the thermos, too. Because it was like, I'm so happy this is going to view me with, ugh. And then he died. Should have at least, like... Brought out like a alien hot pocket or something. Like wash it down with. Uh. And it was unclear. I'm like, is he on Earth? Is he not on Earth? Where is he? I don't think it matters. I think he could be any planet. All right. Yeah, and then it fast forwards to people searching caves. Excitement. 
oh my goodness, we found this cave drawing and we just happened to be, it happened to be the one drawing that we were looking for to support our theory that there's like these stars out there that other people in ancient times have seen that nobody else has seen that totally exist. And by the way, we think they're God. My favorite thing is that <laughs> she like starts out like picking out little dirt and stuff and she's yeah. like, oh, I see something in there. And she's like, hurry, my husband guy friend. And by the time he's there, it's just like all cleared out. Yeah, they I'm walk like, in. Oh my God, she's the alien. <laughs> she, she cleared all that shit really quick. But how? I want to know how they draw the conclusion that from these cave drawings where apparently everybody yeah. has seen the same constellation in the sky... The constellation, I get it if you're like, you know, astronomically, you want to explore that and see, you know, what that galaxy like can balls be. in the air. Looks like- and, and she's like, that's our creators. And everybody just falls in line with it. Like, yep, totally our creators. Yeah. She had like a jump to conclusions, Matt, pretty much. And <laughs> can you remember that cave that we saw years ago? They were looking at the same balls in the air. So that means that they want us to go visit them at the balls in the air planets. This this feels like the game shoots and ladders, like she gives you a logic ladder or logic ladder, and she's like logic ladder, and this is how this happened, and then this is how this happened, and now we have to go find them, and here's where, Whee! nothing makes sense anymore. Let's slide down this chute. And then Tom Hardy guys like, hey, what what I mean, what does this mean? What what? She's like, it's what I believe. <laughs> what does that mean? She touches her cross. Oh, I believe it. It's in my heart. If they, uh, th- this movie spends a lot of time hitting you over the head with believing versus non-believing in general, and it's like because it is what I choose to believe, and what you choose to believe is stupid. <laughs> I was just like, really? Why don't you hit us over the head a little <clears throat> bit more with the whole faith card? Because I don't think I got it the first five times. Here's what I cannot believe. What? How did it go down to get all these people for this expedition? Because did they hire like a four-year-old and then that four-year-old <laughs> went to like mental illness <laughs> conferences across the nation to find the the dumbest biologist, the dumbest uh, geologist the dumbest like where hey, this happens in the future just we have no idea where, the, where everybody they hire goes. these people number one number two did they just sign up free willy-nilly like okay we're you're gonna spend two years in cryo you know sleep and then then we'll get there and then we'll tell you what's going on yeah we'll just let you know once we get there I I was trying to write down character descriptions the second time we watched it so I could keep track of who everyone was. There's so many people in this. Well, there's there's like four people that they actually like say the name. And then there's like ten people who they don't even give a name for. Right. And then when shit starts like really hitting the fan, those people start dying. And you're just like, uh, whatever. I don't care. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I have, okay. I have David's the droid. Yannick's the captain. The Scottish scientist chick. Charlie and Ellie are the main scientists slash believers. Vickers is the ice queen. Who cares? There's the Texan biologist, Jackson, the Scottish security guard, and Flyfield, or whoever he was, the geologist. Well, let, let's go rank them in terms of who I care most about. <laughs> the The character you care most about is... Vickers. <laughs> it's not Vickers. <laughs> it's David, the android. Yeah, it's true. Even though... 
he went to like asshole android academy apparently because he he went to covert asshole android academy because he started out as a sympathetic character I th- he's like a, a transformer. He trans he goes from sympathetic character to un- like unsympathetic character, and then back to sympathetic. I'm like I don't like. Anyway, he interested me most because I didn't know what his ulterior motives were. I don't think he really knew. He was kind of like uh, just like, hey, I think this will work. Oops, I guess that didn't work. <laughs> Oops, this will like the dentist, the menace of androids, pretty much. No, it's true because he's like. Ostensibly working for his quote creator, the guy, the main old guy who's you know doing the whole shebang and putting this together, and yet, so like some of the things that he does that are nefarious in the beginning, you're like, oh well, he's doing it to help the old guy somehow. Like the reason he's poisoning that guy is because somehow that that will help him. I don't know how, but like save the old guy. And then a few scenes later, you hear him being like, "Don't you wish your parents were dead?" I'm like, so clearly he doesn't want to save the old guy. Yeah, you're right. His motives were totally murky. Can androids be bipolar? Do they have borderline <laughs> personality disorder? <laughs> this one does. Because, <laughs> you know, if I'm taking my android into the freaky alien caves, I I don't want to... I guess I have to keep him on a short leash so he doesn't start pushing alien buttons all around everything. Like, boop, boop, boop. What does this do? Boop, yeah, boop, he boop, totally boop, was. It was like, don't touch anything. What are you doing, keep dude? your hands to yourself. Dude. I feel like he was less of a reflection of, um, you know, or of like his internal struggle or whatever he, his motivations were internally. And just a reflection of the external stuff that happens to him. People are patronizing to him. People are, you know, like, well, you wouldn't understand because he doesn't have feelings. you don't have fe- See? You're one of them. <laughs> and he hears it so many times that finally he, it's like, he just kind of tosses their shit cookies <laughs> back at them. Uh, he has I his falling down and just starts, like, just terrorizing shit pretty much i think no i think that's what it is it's like he's so sick of hearing like well you don't get it because you're not real and he's like how would you feel if your creators said that to you you're not a real boy i don't know and then halfway through it i was like does he have a crush on girl with the dragon tattoo Renew me Rapace? I think he... Uh, yeah, I was like... He's got like a, a robot watching? crush on her. Like, he was watching her dreams. Which... It's kind of creepy, you know. She was the key. Huh? She was the key. She was the key? Apparently. Anyway, so he's the best character in this movie. Yeah. The worst characters are... Charlie. Who's Charlie? Charlie's the boyfriend. Uh, He's just kind of like blah toast. I'd offer you a drink, but why? It doesn't matter. You don't need one. Yeah, like, we waited all this time to get, and we get here, and then it doesn't happen after five minutes, so now I'm pissed, and I'm gonna drink. Let's have some sex. Then I'm gonna get a pink eye, and then that's gonna kill me. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) No, the worst is the geologist and the biologist. Fuck all you guys. We're gonna stay down here, and by stay, I mean we're gonna leave you, and then we're gonna get stuck. Oh, uh, geologist. What was up with that geologist? Uh, geologist, anyway. I'm in it for the money, just for the money. Oh, I thought he was on I like rock. I was like, is he a big brother? He's like, I didn't come here to make friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I came here to make maps. Call me Mister Maps. 
Mr. Balloon Head. And then Mr. Maps just gets totally <laughs> lost, man. He's like, I didn't sign up for this whole life on other planets, alien things. I signed up for rocks. I fucking love rocks, man. <laughs> fucking love rocks. I don't like freaking aliens and weird creatures and stuff. Yeah, he freaked out. But you're... Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, I just didn't understand why he was Mr. Maps with his little things he throws up in the air and they make like a comprehensive map that you can see and then you can I see back on the ship moles or something who cares you're like that's really cool that's like, that was cool like they'll never get lost then but <laughs> they separate <laughs> mr maps gets lost <laughs> biologist guy who's initially he's like the pussiest biologist i've ever seen he doesn't want to touch like a dead foreign creature that's been i don't know thousands and thousands of years and then they see like the penis friggin snake and they want to like pet the penis snake <laughs> like the boy just wants to like pet the penis snake and then like mouth the penis snake i'm like this is stupid and kind of gay <laughs> what is going on mr maps and pussy biologist not that all of our gay friends listening to this podcast want to go mouth a penis snake we understand that you have standards we're just saying... When your life's in the line and, yeah. you know, you're trying to figure out who made us. Why did they make us? Oh, God. Why did they make us and then want to kill us? Why is this black goo everywhere? And why does it do different things to different people? I still don't think it did different things to different people, Justin. I think it killed anybody who tried it. Okay. Well, it turned Mr. Maps into a zombie. <laughs> Ah. Oh, he did kind of turn into a zombie. Like a, like, a, like a spider zombie. Maybe he was doing bath salts. It gave Charlie, um, first gave him pink eye, and then he had like uh, like a weird squid in his eye, and then he, he started turning into like a zombie, and that's when my second favorite character came out. It's like, I got this fucking blowtorch. He's <laughs> like, don't let him on the ship. Vickers... Vickers is another thing that's really confusing about this movie because you're like, man, she's like really cold and hardcore. Like they get out of uh, cryo sleep and she's like doing wet push-ups on the ground. Everybody's puking. She's like, got to get some push-ups in. She's like, who's died? And they're like, what? (laughs) Nobody's died, mom. Well, then wake them up. (laughs) I have some more push-ups to do. I got to tell them what this shit's all about. Charlie's there and bless your heart. Cause, cause my dad's he owns Grandpa Bank and he wants to <laughs> find the solution to the universe so he can live forever. But he's a dick and I hate him and I hope he dies. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, I kind of want to take my dad on this flight now. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Why? Number one, uh, hologram Grandpa guy. I didn't know Jay Edgar was on the ship and that he was in charge of everything. <laughs> the same makeup but he had the right. worst like <laughs> worst makeup in the world i was like wow <laughs> this is horrible this hologram has horrible makeup i was paying more attention to the dog in the hologram than and him then he, and then he said he was dead and i was like oh poor grandpa bank guy and then <laughs> <laughs> what the kids on the podcast listening don't know that we have an inside joke about this place called Grandpa Bank, so I think it's way funnier than anybody else listening that he keeps referencing it. But okay, go ahead. Oh. Well, because we have this bank that's down the street from us, and it's called <laughs> Grand Point Bank. And if you're sitting at like this cafe next to it, you see the sign, you only see like Grand. P- P- 
and so we started calling it Grandpa Bank, and we. <laughs> it's snowballed, you guys. Our our theory is it's run by a bunch of senior citizen elderly gentlemen. And there are no computers. <laughs> There's no computers. Nothing like that. Like you go in and you're like, I want to make a deposit. And he's like, Well, sure, Sonny. You fill out this form with this golf pencil. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, you're like, okay, and I'd like to make a withdrawal of uh fifty bucks. How would you like it? In pennies? Ha <laughs> ha. And then he counts, he loses track because of his Alzheimer's. One penny? Yeah. Two penny? Can I get you something to drink? We have green tea and decaf. So, <laughs> this old guy, he like, he shows up in a hologram. He's like, hey guys, you're on this ship. You've been on here for two years sleeping. Now, here's what we're going to do. Take it away, scientists. <laughs> You're right, and then like the two people who are actually and they just and then he just up. like ambles into the background where he you know he and his dog apparently his hologram away the hologram dies into the sunset. Why? Uh, spoiler alert! Again, this is all full of spoilers. I know exactly what you're going to say. Go why ahead. did he lie and say he was dead? Yeah, why was it like if you're seeing this, then I'm <laughs> dead. Let me rest in peace, and then like like nobody even cares. Like yeah. even even Vickers is like, which I assume she knew, and that's why she was. Wound up like a freaking, like she know. was tense. She wasn't tense. She needed a back massage or something. And then, like she an had the, hour later, she had the best out. room in the whole spaceship. She's like the life support pod. Not the life. Yeah, the life with like the. Oh look at the scenic yeah. view. Oh, this is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a bitch and I hate it. And by the way, the center of my <laughs> universe is this surgical machine that will do surgery on you. But not cesareans because it's calibrated for men. Ha ha ha. And I know this probably confuses you since obviously I'm all woman. <laughs> but I don't know, those push-ups were pretty hardcore. I thought she was going to end up being an android. Maybe Fickers was a dude. A dude? Uh-huh. I think she... I thought she was an android. Anyway, she was my second favorite. Oh, you're right. And she ends up being... Have, meeting the worst end of maybe any sci-fi. Uh, she wasn't the villain. I didn't consider her the villain of this. No, she was just a cold bitch. What? A lot of things she said I really agreed with. Like, okay, uh, Tom Hardy fellow Charlie guy, you're turning into a zombie because of you, this black goo thing. I don't want you on the ship. But she didn't know that he had ingested black goo. She, it was just one of the sick... He was turning into a zombie. No, I think he was just sick. And everybody's like, he's sick, he's sick, he needs help. And she's like, I'll be damned if he comes on my ship and gets me sick. What? It's not like he's got allergies or something. He's like turning into like... So if it were me and I was like dying and you were like, she needs medical attention and Charlize... If I was Vickers, I'm like, bitch, leave. Right, but if she's standing there with a blowtorch, you wouldn't be like... No, you gotta let her on. You'd be like, yep, I see your point. Well, and he was like, do me, do me, do me with a blowtorch. Yeah, that's true. He's like, raw. Pull me up the butt. Raw. With blowtorch. <laughs> All right, so back to the movie. Um, yeah, so she, what are her motivations? If you think about it, like, why is she really there? It's not to avenge her father. It's I don't, and it's not to help him either. So after two viewings, I still was she, she knew he was on the ship. Well, I think so because she said to him, 
did you really think I was going to let you go fly, you know, off into space and, you know, bankroll this stupid endeavor, meet these random aliens without, you know, did you really think I was going to let that happen? You were just going to do that? No. But then she didn't, like, elaborate and explain why she cared. Well, she obviously wanted him dead. Yeah. Why did she come along? To kill him herself. She did not do that. He was clearly dying, so I don't know. Anyway... I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, see, murkiness. Maybe More she, murkiness. Maybe she was an android, really. I wrote that this movie is dense in both senses. It is true. It is. The dialogue is so clunky sometimes. This is what I mean when I'm saying, like, I like it, I enjoy it, it's a fun ride, but there are times where I'm just like, for real? Showgirls. Yeah. Yeah. I think they may have the same writer. No, uh, it had two writers, one of which is Damon Lind- Lindelof, who did... They were going to say Lindhagen. David Lindhagen. <laughs> he wrote this. <laughs> I knew it. Lindhagen. <laughs> um, he did Lost. He was one of the guys who did oh, Lost. Oh, well, no wonder this doesn't make any sense. No, he's got the problem of he just reaches for all these grand overarching themes, but doesn't really give me answers to any of the questions he brings up. Was David a Jesus figure? Huh? Was David the android a Jesus figure? Was he a Jesus figure? Yeah. Um. He's like created in in God's image or in our human, his God's image. They call him like remarkably human. He washes his his quote dad's feet. And I'm like, what is this? David, are you Jesus? Well, David was in the Bible, but he wasn't Jesus. Anyway. But David in the Bible didn't wash feet. Jesus washed feet. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's important. How many but... times have you read the Bible, Chrissy? So many. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> no, but there is a big uh, Jesus question hovering above this movie where... Obviously, uh, you know, the muscle-bound, crunch, albino dudes the guys very early on. engineered us. But that doesn't mean that they're really? God. Huh? Really? What? What do you mean, really? I don't think that's ever even proven that they engineered us. Well, it was insinuated that they engineered the human race when he broke up into a thousand pieces and um, sprouted DNA all over the place. Oh, really? That's what that insinuated, yeah. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand the need for this whole beginning. <laughs> what did you think he was doing? I didn't, that's, thank you, that, I didn't know. That's what I said. If you rewind this podcast about 15 minutes, I'll poly- They were pollinating the galaxy. They dropped off all I didn't understand. <laughs> with their space thermos. The black goop. Well, then why didn't you just say when I was like, was it Earth? Was it another planet that he was doing the sun? You were like, it doesn't matter which planet. It was Earth, clearly, because he made humans. How do you know that the humans are only on Earth? They could be in another galaxy. Whoa, I just blew your mind like the end of 2001. We'll get there. Anyway, <laughs> so these dudes, they supposedly engineered us. But then they kept coming back, and that's why there were the cave paintings of these people that have seen them. Right. With the balls up in the air. <laughs> but 
they wanted to kill us with the black goo at some point because we did something wrong. 2,000 years ago-ish. And then they decided not to. What do you think that is? 2,000 years ago? Jesus. We crucified Jesus. And didn't that happen more than 2,000 years ago? Huh? Didn't that happen more than 2,000 years ago? What was the number? I don't know. <laughs> I've read the Bible so many times. <laughs> Maybe it was, uh... I don't know. Whatever. This doesn't matter. Dinosaurs. Did they engineer dinosaurs? You're starting to hurt my brain. Something pissed them off and they wanted to kill us. But before they could commandeer their spaceships with the black goo weapons of mass destruction, something happened. Which I assume the black goo turned on them. No, but they, it was implied that they deliberately decided not to kill us because that was one of the questions Numira Pace had. She was like, why did, you know, you were going to and then you didn't and why? No, but that's a, that's another thing that was insinuated. Like, they got killed. They they were killed. Don't you remember they go inside the big hollow thing, whatever, and they find all those engineer bodies piled up. They got killed before right. they could come kill us. And so when... Uh, J. Edgar has the bright idea. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I know that, you know, a lot of people have died already, including Mr. Maps and, and <laughs> biologists who likes to touch the penis snake and, uh, and, uh, your, your boy, your, your boy- husband. It wasn't and, husband, it was a boyfriend, I think. And a bunch of random guys that we did, we really didn't even get to know. Um, shoo. What? But... I still think we should go wake up that other muscle-bound albino dude and ask him, like, what's the meaning of life? And that's what they did. I think our dog farted. I know. That's why I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> we wouldn't go shoo and then, like, let it go. After you did that, I was, like, smelling around, like, what is it? But the best scene by far, obviously, is the... Uh, um, the, the cesarean in space, pretty much. Oh, by far, by a mile. <laughs> and and I, in the theater, I loved it because I knew I was like, "Is this going to go on?" And then I looked over at you. I'm like, Mm-mm. "Yeah, don't bring a pregnant woman, <laughs> a very pregnant woman, to this movie and make her watch that scene." I sank so low in my chair. People must have thought that Justin brought a five year old. Like a really obese five-year-old. Because, like, I'm sinking all the way down with every new thing that comes up where she's like, abdominal surgery for an object. And then, like, they do the the cut. And then she's like, boop, 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 boop. I'm like, are you sure that's what's going to happen? Right? And there, there's no anesthetic involved except for these random shots of what I assume to be morphine that she's giving herself. I hope it wasn't black goo. Yeah, right? But And then they... this pulsating alien being So her husband got a tad bit of black goo in his cough tea or whatever. Because David put a drop in. He drinks it because David put the... David was like, ha ha ha, I don't know why I'm doing this, but okay. He's basically like, would you do anything? He's like, and when I say anything, I mean anything to find the answers you want. He's like, sure, I'd do anything. He's like, okay. Doink. They have sex. Did David know they were going to have sex? Probably. 
Is he like a sex scene robot well, or something? Well, that's why he asked her later on. He was like, I'm sorry to have to ask you this. No, I'm not. <laughs> but did you have relations with Mr. Charlie? Did you? Did you have relations? I saw your dreams when you were thinking about it. So she gets pregnant. So the black goo, almost, like before it turns into zombie, she gets impregnated with half DNA black goo, and that makes like a a fish alien. A fish alien, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. I was like, she gave—is this a squid? So anyway, that whole C-section thing was awesome, and she I was, was like crawling her. I was head. taking notes. I'm like, so this is how it's done. Oh god, she she was walking around pretty quickly after that. By the way, biggest WTF in the whole movie. You're like, once that happens to her, she doesn't mention a word of it through the no, rest of the movie. She's just in pain, and people are like, oh, glad you could join us. Oh yeah. Oh well, you know, uh, J. Edgar's here. Thought he was dead. He's not. And what about like the Scottish scientist chick and the other guy that she had to like hit in the head to get out to go to the machine to get the surgery? What yeah. happened? You think if you were her character, you would have thought to at least brought it up just a little bit. Like, guys, if we just do everything a tad bit slower. I just had, uh, you know, a three month C section of my weird squid baby black goo thing. And if they got that big in ten, and I left it in there, just chilling. By the way, yeah, so if you're hanging out in the pod, if you go in there, you know, take a flamethrower or whatever. Yeah, I don't understand. Vickers. All right. <laughs> so after the C-section thing happens, and they all go on the pod back to the no longer a cave, but it turns out it was the alien spaceship, and like they keep going back to this weird. Cave-ish. Freaky place. Yeah, I'm like, sort of place. don't keep going back there. And now and let's number- wake this guy up and talk to him. Doesn't he sound reasonable? Nope. He's going to try to kill us. All right, let's leave. <laughs> what were the, I, I just wondered what they were expecting. Like, was David really expecting that something was going to happen possibly? He was like a puppy at that point. Like, he looked up with these bright, bright what eyes. What did he say to him? I want to know what he said. Hula <laughs> And then he, like, the guy pets him on the head, and he's, like, falling into the guy's hand, like, I am a good puppy dog, and then loses his head, quite literally. I mean, he says something very, very hurtful, too. How is he able, by the way, to keep, keep functioning, by the way, Crunch after that? Albino, huh? He's been, like, decapitated, the droid, mm-hmm. and David's then on the ground later on, still talking, like, oh, I can help us fly home. I'm like, really, Armless? <laughs> How's that gonna happen? Well, that's the thing. She has to go, like, they keep going back and forth. They're like, oh, we gotta go back in that scary place again. Oh, man. That's what I meant. This is like a dream. It doesn't make any sense if you have not seen this movie or if you've only seen, like, Or Mr. Madison Bob is just like, oh, man, we're lost, even though we actually have the maps. And we were in communication with the captain who's sitting right there knowing that we're lost. Right. And instead of helping us, he's gonna go have sex with Vickers, which... Plus... (laughs) But they're like, hey, if we're going to sleep in this really scary place, let's sleep in the scary... Let's sleep where all the black goo is. Like... Yeah. Not in, like, the corner area. And then Numi and Charlize are trying to escape, and they're running at the same time, and this, like, Trojan horse sort of ship is going to fall on them, because their crew is just kamikaze everything. You just bypassed over, like, uh, Girl with the Dragon 2 is like... 
you got to do this. You have to ram the ship into their ship. Yeah. I know this doesn't make sense, but you're going to save everyone in the whole entire universe. Because they decided to continue with plan A of coming to Earth and destroying everyone. And uh, the black captain's like, sounds good to me. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guy number one, we don't know the name of. Hey, guy number two, we don't know the name of. We're going to do this. And they're like, you suck at piloting. We're going to do this. And they're like, okay, everybody raise a hand like you're on this roller coaster. Woo! Boom. And then the whole time, Vicar's just like, I'm getting out of this ship. I'm getting out of this ship. I'm getting out of this ship. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm an android, maybe. I don't think she is, considering what? that she was in cryogenic sleep. And if she were a droid, wouldn't she have been up? Okay. Then she has no personality. Yeah. Okay. She's an icy bitch. Yeah. So then they're running and... With no spatial skills. That's what I'm saying. Can't you look up and you see, like, the way it's going to fall? Like, run to the side. Why was she trying to outrun it, like, lengthwise? It was so clear that that was not... All she had to do was, like, go five clicks to the side, and she would have been fine. Nope. Not so much. Saddest, saddest end to a character ever. Yeah, and then Numi Rapace gets, like, the thing in her um, helmet that's like, you have two minutes of oxygen left. And she, like, cuts it really close. She gets back to the pod... I, and that's the other thing I don't understand. I'm like, wouldn't there be, like, a lag time between when her helmet runs out and, like, when the door's shut and, like, it, the room has to reoxygenate? Nope. Like, the second she gets in, she's like, I can breathe and everything's fine. Yeah, and you're like, oh, she's going to have to live her entire life on this, uh... Defunct spaceship. Emergency space pod with, you know, a cool view. Right. And you're like, and you're like, oh, I guess you know, alien guy. He, he, uh, what's he doing? No, he tries to track her down instead of, instead of. By the way, David saying, oh, uh, girl with dragon tattoo. I forgot to tell you, there's more ships. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can just take another ship. Well, why didn't you tell us that yesterday? If you take my head, I will drive us home. If you come back and get my head, again, like, you have to come back again to Scary Place with all the black goo. Right. Um, I'll take you to, to, to find. She's like, I don't want to go back to Earth. I want to go back to their planet. So I can, you know, get your head ripped off again and... <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Grab my cross. I'm just disappointed that this movie wasn't what I thought it was going to be, which was... A rock'em sock'em alien invading Earth movie from based on the previews where people are running and it goes Prometheus. I'm like, oh, aliens coming. Nope. Just the ship. Just a ship story. I like ship stories. Meh. I like the... If I would have known it was a ship story, I wouldn't have been so excited about I like the score it. and the sounds where it goes... Ah, ah, throughout. <laughs> like in the commercial... Wait, what? Yeah, watch the commercial. It's like... There's a baby bird? There's a baby bird. And it's like narrating? Yes. <laughs> we gotta get back to the ship. Ah! the screen. Ah! But the, I guess the biggest uh, stupid thing about this movie is it's missing its last... Well, it's missing a point. Um, and it's missing its last act. Like, just when it's supposed to get really awesome and go into the last, like, 20 minutes, it just, like, ends. And you're like... I stand by my very first thing I said, which is, this is like a dream. And then you wake up, and then you're like, what was that? Yeah. 
I wasn't dis- I wasn't disappointed. It was different from what I thought, but well, all right. <laughs> I just don't understand how certain people vehemently love it. That's why I don't get. I get thinking like it's visually cool, or that it's fun to watch. I get that. I don't see how people vehemently hate it. Like it's not. We're not. It's not old dogs. This is not friggin' you know. Grown ups with Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like, people just need to lighten up, man. It's a movie. Lighten up, man. <laughs> What's that? It was me telling people to lighten up. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Our child is poking out through my rib cage. Oh, my gosh. Let's get you into the emergency C-section no, let's not. module thing. Wait, they won't do it because I'm a woman. Here, I'll fix that. Boop, 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 boop. Get in. Quickly. Here's this. I have a friend who saw this movie with his pregnant wife as well and was like, did you see Prometheus? And I was like, yes. And he goes, what did you think of the C-section scene? And I was like, I was horrified. What did you think? He goes, I took Nicole. She was horrified too. The best thing is it's kind of like the claw game has to come down and get the fetus. <laughs> right. <laughs> a stuffed animal would have come out there. You don't win runts and nerds at the end. You win this. <laughs> this is your prize. I was wondering you. Her uh, uterus is full of runts and nerds instead of a... Uh... That's a great game. Can we put that on Mount Asia? <laughs> it's the Prometheus C-section game. My favorite. Yeah. Mommy, please let me play the Prometheus game where you can do surgery. <laughs> Come on. It's only two quarters. Anyway. What do you give this movie, Jess? Uh, I give it a solid, like, BB minus. I'm going to go ahead and give it a C plus. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely worth seeing the theater. It's it's a spectacle. <sighs> Is it worth the 3D? Um. <sighs> yeah, see? It's not bad 3D. No, but is it it's necessary? The, it's not showy 3D. I like 3D in general, but I have... An increasing issue with movies that are using it just for the sake of having it to charge a higher ticket price as opposed to really, like, the movie benefiting from 3D. Well, the goggles, I mean, the, the glasses are getting more like goggles. Where they're getting big. They're getting heavy. Just like, jeez. Right? For real. Anyway. It's when we left the movie the first time, I was like, I feel like the companion movie to this should be 2001. And you were like, you haven't seen 2001. I'm like, exactly. And you're like, but why would you think that? And I was like, there's a droid involved and, you know, bad things happen. And that was kind of all I knew. And you were like, we're going to watch Prometheus again and just do an entire hour about Prometheus. <laughs> no. Uh, in my mind, I thought, I, I've only seen 2001. This is my third time. And I instantly thought, oh, no, that's not really a, a movie for Chrissy. <laughs> Why? Because of my attention span? Yes. I've been wanting to see this movie for years. Well, I didn't I, I didn't invalidate that you wanted to see the movie. I'm talking about making through two hours and 20 minutes of it. Stay when, awake. When all but like 20 minutes is... There's like 20 minutes of dialogue and the rest is like... Yep. Spaceships just like slowly with symphonies, slowly moving through space. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, 
how many times did they play that symphony, by the way? And I, I keep saying that because I am an idiot and can't tell you off the top of my head whose symphony or what symphony it is. But we all know it. And There's several different pieces throughout it. No, but that one was the main one that I feel like they played all the time. I mean, and also, clearly everybody knows the beginning. So I thought that you um, wouldn't be able to watch in whole, one whole sitting, which was true. You had to take many breaks. Yeah, but I didn't take many breaks because of the attention span issue. It was because I was trying to do laundry. So what did you think of 2001, The Space Odyssey, from the year 1968? Okay, so it is 60s. Thank you. Because I thought it was 70s, and then certain things struck me as so 60s that I was confused. Oh. I'm not Justin I'm not knocking it I'm just saying like I was confused it's interesting because I had a slight view of how this would be based on being raised by my mom for years she'd be like good morning Dave or like I'm sorry I can't do that Dave and I'd go what and then she'd be like 2001 space odyssey and then she wouldn't tell me anything else like that's all I knew was that Dave would The guy who talks about Dave is bad. And we talked about this based last week on Lord of the Rings with Sauron or Sour Man. The whole red dot thing. Yeah. Oh my god, no wonder I have issues. Like, seeing this, I was like, it's like the backside of a flip cam. And what? Okay. It is. It's totally like the backside of a flip cam. And I don't know what it is about small infrared dots, but they are evil. I was right. The dream when I was three was right. This proves it. I'm so happy for you that you've reached this conclusion. Thank you kindly. I took notes. Oh, uh, did you take notes for the other movie that we missed? Yes, but it wasn't really anything. It was like all Jesusy, and these are the people, and it's dense and cesarean, and okay, yeah, nothing big. Whoa, there's a lot of stuff for the other one, though. Not so much. It was more things like as it occurred to me. I went, I should probably write that down. Um, okay, so I get it in the beginning, and we're learning about how like he who learns how to utilize and make tools wins. And so we keep utilizing and we keep making tools until we make one that's smarter than us and then turns on us. Um, did I give too much away in <laughs> saying that? Um, if you haven't watched 2001, it's your fault. Whatever, guys. It's true. Um, it, I found it funny that the people who have to work with Hal, uh-huh. the computer who turns... They're less cocky about how than the people in Prometheus were about David. Like, when they're asked, oh, well, what's it like to work with a computer or a robot? And how do you feel about the intelligence level and the emotional level and stuff like that? And they're like, you know, we can't say for sure what his feelings are. But, you know, he's great. And he's very human-like. And they're very nice about him. And then, unlike in Prometheus, where they're like, you're not human. You don't know. (laughs) Oh my god. You know what's about life. <laughs> what? Is Prometheus in the hood or something? <laughs> Can we please remake it? David. <laughs> think you know everything. You know nothing. You don't know nothing. You, you didn't know, come from the Bronx. You don't know shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this one, they're like. I didn't talk to you. I asked you a question. <laughs> Justin, watch it. And this one, they're like, 
Hal is a very formidable person to be friends with. <laughs> the other one, they're like, David! <laughs> Why don't you wake us from our sleep, David? <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing right I now. I don't know. I went off the deep end. Uh... But okay, back to the movie. So you, you're saying they have like they had like a bromance with Hal when they didn't have a bromance with David. They treated him as more of an equal. Yeah, because he's backside of an evil flip cam. I know, right? <laughs> Never looking at the flip cam the same way again. I how no, what's up? Let's get some drinks. This movie could have been about you know maybe an hour and forty five minutes shorter. <laughs> than it was <laughs> and i say that because really the whole story the whole story that you care about <laughs> is told from when they're on the spaceship to when hal turns and he gets back on the spaceship and like shuts him down that's really the whole movie right there everything that happens before it who the hell cares everything that happens after it is a clusterfuck <laughs> so it's really just that part and that's the part that I actually followed and was interested in. Was like, yeah, this is awesome. Linear plot. I love you. So you didn't like the monkeys? It wasn't that I didn't like it. Well, that was too long. First of all, it was like, <laughs> here's the first. No, it was like, I knew it. No, here's the first day. Here's some monkeys. Here's the second day. Now there are some more. Here's the third day. Oh wait, one of them has learned how to use this bone as a tool. And now he will rule the monkeys. And now here's the next day, and this giant slab of marble has just shown itself, and we're all really confused by it. So what? 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 What is that thing? Because it's throughout the movie. I know. At first, I was like, "What is that? Like the Ten Commandments? Is there a religious aspect to this?" <laughs> I, I totally didn't understand. I'm like the slabs. No, there's no writing on it. I, well, I couldn't. I couldn't see the side the monkeys were looking at. I could only see the back side and the top. I was like, maybe they're trying to figure out how to read it. And this is how they become human. Not tools, but reading. Okay. And then, yeah, when it happened again later, I was like, all right, now I really don't understand. Now you've lost me. It's on the moon. Yeah. And it's, I, I, what did I, I call it? I actually wrote Return of the Black Legos. Because <laughs> it was like a giant Lego piece. <laughs> okay. And then it's at the end, too. Like, the guy's on Death's Door and yeah, well, so, the Lego piece. Uh, I want to understand. Tell me what happens at the end. Seriously? Yeah, explain to me what happens. I want to get your view on what happens. I don't really know what happened. Do you want to make it up? <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick. <laughs> don't, don't make me explain what happens. Rick, I don't really understand what happened, Rick. Okay, here's, here's what happened. Alright? Okay. Okay. He flew to Jupiter by himself. And then found Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and went in like some sort of like hyperactive, hypercolor hyperdrive <laughs> and okay. had some serious rapid aging. And when he arrived in his boudoir, he, he was already there. He was like, I'm aged. And then he found his reflection of his older self and was like, I know I'm super aged. And then older self saw like, death's doornail self and was like okay now we'd be super aged and dead and now i'm a gigantic space baby looking at the earth and then i'm a creepy creepy <laughs> baby in my creepy amniotic sack heading back towards the earth because the black lego came 
oh my god maybe the black like lego was black i was in black ego <laughs> yes this gigantic what you waffle. know about my ego <laughs> <laughs> this gigantic waffle is covered with black goo <laughs> who knows what will happen <laughs> oh my god because every time it's different that david thinks he knows <laughs> so that's my interpretation he doesn't know shit he's missing his head big old space monster tore it off then he threw the head at mr uh jedgar because he was stupid and then vickers she ran away from the ship but not fast enough and not in the right direction. It was clear she didn't run track. Okay, so. Yeah, she should have been like out of cryostasis sleep. She should have been running around the ship instead of doing push-ups. So that's my interpretation of what happens at, in the last, like, fifth of 2001 after he gets back onto the ship. And That's exactly what happens. Joseph and the amazing Technicolor <laughs> Dreamcoat has everything to do with it. <laughs> well, that's what I was like, I don't know what happened. I was just proud of myself for understanding that there was three different age incarnations of the same person and not three different people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I pat myself on the back for getting that one. But do you agree with me that that really... For all intents and purposes, the whole movie took place from when they were going on the mission to that point when Hal betrayed them. Like, don't... Come on. No? The whole movie? Or just your favorite part? No. Like, the whole movie could have been that. No. Then we could have... We've missed the monkeys. And space hyperdrive thing. Okay. My favorite part is when... um, he starts. He, he finally starts shutting down. How? Oh, I know. Oh, it's sad. Please don't do that, Dave. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. <laughs> Should I sing this song about daisies? <laughs> hey, how? Sing that song that you know that I love. <laughs> Row, row, row your boat. <laughs> Am I the only one, though, who felt sorry for Hal at that point? As much as he was a total well, murderous douchebag. Screw him. He was an asshole, just like David was an asshole. And, well, no, he actually, like, legit killed people, and more than one person. David legit killed some people, too. One person. David killed one person. Uh, and it direct, was more of an experiment. Directly. <laughs> It was more of an experiment. His experiment ended up killing everyone else. Right. But um, Hal was kind of like, now I will terminate life support without even saying a word. And just like killed everyone on purpose. Oh, Dave's friend, you're going on a spacewalk? Okay. Here's a question. Let me cut your oxygen supply and just send you out into space. By the way, first of all, can we talk about like the art direction of this and various things? Because it was like... It's amazing how, although it's totally 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. how spot on certain things were. Like, let's have the video chat with the camera being, like, right above where the screen would be. FaceTime. They, yeah, it was. It was totally like FaceTime. They had, um, when they were watching the news report on BBC, it looked exactly like a 70s iPad. Oh. Did you not notice that? I was like, oh my god, 70s iPad. Kubrick. Right? How, all right I already said this. How it looks like a flip cam with a speaker. Um, 
What was I? I'm reading my notes. Return of the oh. Black Lego. Okay, I got it. Um, when Hal first kills, um, is it Floyd? Is that his name? Frank, 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 Frank. Uh-huh. And then, um, you know, he's he shut Dave out of getting back into the ship, and he's killed the other three doctors on board who are in their, like, their version of hibernation. Was that Pal's plan all along, or was it truly a defensive retaliation against being disconnected? I think that was a retaliation after he saw them talking about disconnecting him, right? <sighs> well... If they oh, so you're you're thinking that if they had never talked about disconnecting him, that he wouldn't have done any of that. Maybe not. Okay, not, then why? I'm not an expert. Okay, no, but wait a minute, because uh-huh. I have an argument. Okay. If that's the case, let's just go with that for a minute. Okay. Why then, in the very first place, did he lie about how that one satellite or system that they needed to fix was going to fail within seventy two hours? Because that's what got the ball rolling. You're right. From the very beginning. That happened, and they were people in Houston were like, you know, our computer doesn't agree, and we're just saying you should be cautious. And he's like, why would you doubt me? I'm telling you that it's going to fail. I've never been wrong. And they were that's why they even had the discussion of maybe we should disconnect him. And then he was like, fuck you, I'm killing you all. What if you've been like, don't all children want to kill their parents, Dave? Right? No kidding. But um. You're right. Yeah, that was. There's, He's evil all along. Yeah, I was gonna say. How, and you love him. You felt sorry for him at the very you end. You want to have thousands of how nine thousand babies. I kind of feel sorry for anybody that. Yeah, that's what. No, please, you're gonna give me bad dreams like I was three. Um, if you, you have like the the baby, the creepy baby. If you want to know what the bad dream was, just listen to the 100th episode because I went into great detail. But anyway. <laughs> I know, this is like Sauron. He came back. Yeah. Sauron man to the rescue. But yeah, so he was clearly, he had um, nefarious motives all along, Hal. He wanted the Black Lego all to himself. That's where the power lies in the Black Lego. But interestingly, once Dave disconnected him Mm -hmm. successfully, then that message came up that was like, congratulations, everybody must be alive and well. Well, guess what? (laughs) This is why we're going to Jupiter, because life was found on the moon. Good luck. Right. And I'm like, what? Would that message have, like, played theoretically when Hal woke everyone up? Like, because I don't understand when that was supposed to play. Or would it only have played if you destroy Hal? Like, I didn't understand the context of that. No, I think it was supposed to play when everybody woke up, I guess. Okay. Kind of like the um, J. Edgar hologram. That's what I thought, too. Here's the reason you're all here. <laughs> Take it away, scientists. And then it just, like, it all falls apart. Like, you're like, oh, okay, so that's why he's going to Jupiter. And then nothing else makes sense from there on out. Well, he, he goes into, like, a portal, basically. Oh. Yeah. Is that what that was? Yeah. I wasn't sure. I'm like, space looks funky when you get towards Jupiter. Yeah. Like, so it was like a wormhole. Like a wormhole. And on the other side of the wormhole is... Alternate universe of some kind? Is, I don't know, what some kind of freaky <laughs> limbo where... Yeah. He's hanging out, eating dinner with... Yeah, I was like, what is this place? There's running water and there's food Rapidly and... decaying versions of himself. Dude, is that what it sounds like in space? Running water all the time? Oh my god, right? And breathing. Running water and breathing. 
be pissing all over yourself. <laughs> I'm not sucking. <laughs> it can make water sound. That's trying. <laughs> oh my god. Space sounds like a blowjob. Oh my god. G Rose. G Rose. Just dead. Do you think the whole beginning part after, but between the apes and when they actually go on the mission, that whole middle part where he's just like walking around talking to various groups of people about, <laughs> about how he can't talk about things? Like, yeah. Was that necessary? Because I don't feel like it was necessary at all. And in fact, yeah, he, I was talked like, his, he talked to his daughter on FaceTime. Right, I know. But after that, like, there's a board meeting. He's like, hey, everybody, like, we're going to go on a mission. And here's a long speech. And I was like, what's the point of this? Here, here's a long ten line thing about how to use anti gravity um, toilets? toilets. Right. No, gravity is selective, by the way. In this movie, it's like sometimes they're wearing the boots, and it's clear that there's no gravity. And other times, they're just like you know getting up, getting around, doing whatever. I'm like, gravity is weird. No, I mean, a lot of it was just nonsense. Yeah. Exactly. Cooper yeah. likes to tell stories through music. Yet you're he does. You're right. He's not a big fan of dialogue. He's like. This movie will be better told through and this symphony. Visuals. Yes. And a slow pan. <laughs> he was, enjoy the intermission, y'all. Right? Yeah. I remember when we first started, it's like, something's wrong with this copy because it's just music. I would have loved to have seen this with, like, live orchestra, like at the Hollywood Bowl or something. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. Do it, Hollywood Bowl. That makes sense, too, because this is totally that sort of movie. Anyway... This must have freaked people out in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. I feel like it was ahead of its time. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. It's freaky. I like it. I like it too. I just... The ending, you know, too much. Too much. What would you give it? The movie... It, do I have to include the, the whole beginning and the... But the, that doesn't bother me as much as the end. Do I have to include everything that happens after Wormhole? <laughs> Yes. B. Okay. Without the wormhole, you like a B plus. If it had ended, if it had ended when he like gets back on the ship and disconnects Hal, A, A minus at the at, like the less. You don't least. like the wormhole stuff? No, like that movie could have ended right then when he disconnects Hal and she sung. He sung the end of Daisy and like they're like this was really your mission all along. Like big reveal. Like you could have tied it up. Prometheus. Or like you see him shoot off towards Jupiter. Like that's it. It could have ended right then. I don't want to go back to Earth. I want to go back to Hal's planet. What? I don't know. I'm just thinking about Prometheus still. Oh, I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> um, Do you worry for our future that one day our droids and computers will be smart enough to yes. overtake us? Yes. <laughs> And are you saying yes because you've seen enough of these movies to see what happens, or because you genuinely believe that that's a possibility? Both. I mean, think about it. Once we start getting robots everywhere, they could just start killing us. And it's true. We want them to display some sort of emotion because we want them. We want to like have that interaction with them, like we would want another human. And by giving them. Giving them the opportunity to feel. We set them up for also making them want greed and, you know, wanting to kill us. 
they could be undercover asshole agents like David. They could. I'm sorry, I can't do that, Dave. Which movie do you prefer of the two? Which one do I prefer? Yes. Uh, if if I were have to watch it over again, starting now, probably Prometheus. I prefer 2001. What you just said that you only want to it to include the middle part? It's still better than Prometheus. I gave Prometheus a C plus. I gave this an A minus or a B, depending on what what part I'm grading. But you just can't selectively excise 30% of the movie. Sure I can. Um, HBO, hello. You jump in halfway through the movie. You're like, yeah. You watch what you want and then you turn it off. Okay. Whatever. To you. I think that most people will agree with me that Stanley Kubrick's movie is better (laughs) than Prometheus. I'm just going to put that out there. Of course, 2001, I think, is the better movie. But you ask, like, which one do I like? Like, do I like better? Right. Again, if I had to watch another one right now, I wouldn't watch 2001 again, even though I think I I like it a lot. It would be Prometheus because I'm like, that movie is bonkers, is all hell, and it makes me laugh. (laughs) Oh, Justin. What? I feel like maybe next week I should pick the movies. (laughs) Shut up. You suck. What does that mean? It it just means that, like, I think it's funny that we watched Prometheus twice and you're, like, already planning your third time or your fourth time. You're like, I'd watch that again right now. I, you asked me which one? Because it's crazy sauce. Fine. You can watch whatever movie you want next week without me. Aw, womp womp. Put your boob away, woman. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what are you doing? You're distracting me. With my boob? <laughs> yeah. Boobs are distracting. Hello, Justin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> I can't look at that now. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> okay, well, I guess, if, yeah, sure. Go ahead and pick the movies you want to pick next week. I'm sure it'll be a great success, like Feed the Fish and (laughs) whatever crappy movie. That was an aberration, and it was a good podcast. Whatever. Go back. Listen to Feed the Fish. Feed the Fish. Oh, Dogtooth. It's funny. I was just thinking of Dogtooth. Was that our companion movie for that one? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was just thinking of family. I picked that one. You picked Feed the Fish. <laughs> Glad to see you're not keeping score, Jess. Never. <laughs> well, in the meantime, we want to um, thank you guys for hanging in there. We got people who were genuinely upset last week after Justin like almost ditched me at the end of the 100th episode on this podcast. They were like, no. <laughs> well, what was funny about that is I, of course I wasn't going to quit, but... I brought up frustrations with the way that we have to do the podcast that makes it kind of tough every week. And what happened? Every single thing that I said that, that would happen happened this week with Chrissy. I, first of all, mea culpa. <laughs> Second of all, I'm sorry that your pregnant wife had to do your baby's laundry so she could pack a hospital bag and that she needed help wringing out the laundry. No, th- yes. this was before all that. 
That's all I did this weekend was like launder things. It, it, we were supposed we were supposed to be doing that, watching two different movies this weekend. Right, and that no, we were supposed to be watching two different movies like early this week, and then you were like, "Let's watch Prometheus again." <laughs> Shut up. That took up a whole extra two days. I quit. <gasps> For tonight. <laughs> okay, well that's alright. But yeah, you can you can pick the movies. Uh, you can, you know, make sure we watch them. You can make sure we do the podcast. I'll see you guys in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I am working a crap load this coming week. Yeah. Well, maybe it would, maybe it's not the week for you to establish your, you know, regime of crappy movies or whatever that you... You are prefer. not nice. Let's watch Feed the Fish twice. <laughs> oh, God. The reboot. We will find something. In the meantime, please defend my honor on Twitter. You can tweet at Justin Winters. I defend your honor off Twitter and on Twitter. I know I'm asking them to defend my honor, not you. Why? Because you're, like, against me. I'm against Feed the Fish. You keep bringing up Feed the Fish. <laughs> I haven't brought it up once. Don't make me watch Titanic again. It's <laughs> a good movie. Um... And if you want, you could also tweet at me at Chris Winters. I have to apologize if anybody received a spam message from me being like, yo, this girl's talking smack about you. You should check it out with the link because that was clearly a hack job and I didn't do it. I hate Twitter spam. I know. And it happened to me. I hate Ugh. And I feel badly for the people who listen to this podcast and then got spammed by me where I'm like, wow, this picture of you makes me laugh. <laughs> It totally happened. <laughs> or, you know, you could just bypass Twitter and like us on Facebook. That works, too. So I married a movie geek. <laughs> that squirrel stole my credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sure, yeah. Sounds great. I can't wait <laughs> to see what movies we watch next. And I'm sure they're going to be fabulous um, and fun and free. Damn and Skippy. Damn Skippy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going. Good night.